Our reading is from um, John chapter 20, the first 18 verses, and we've got that on screen. And, uh, well, watch and listen. Saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped round Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. It's Easter. Easter Sunday, 2022. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Check out... Um, I just haven't got the me button in my hand. Uh, this is Easter Sunday here in uh, 2020. 
Easter Sunday here in, 20, in 2020, it was just me sat on the front of the stage over here. Um, before, we were in the middle of uh, a refurbishment, so we haven't even got any carpet on the platform, and we've got no blinds up at the windows. But, um, but um, you were all at home watching on telly, and that's me um, doing the Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday message in 2020. How things changed the following year, 2021. <laughs> 2021, still the same bloke at the front. We've got carpet. Tony and, uh, is your name Debbie still? Debbie, yeah. yeah. You're at the front row. Now, what, what we don't get here, of course, is the hassle and upset that this caused, Debbie. Because we put Debbie over on the left-hand side, over there. And Debbie always, and Debbie always normally sits over on the right-hand side. So that was quite an upset. I'm sure you can all understand. Can you not hear me at all? Oh, never mind. So there we go. This was when, um, this was when uh, you had to sign up to say that you were coming to church. I think we could have a maximum of 40, but we never got 40. And you had the name on the back of the seat, and you had to sit where you were told. That's 20 21. And here we are. This is Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday 2022. So I've got to take a picture, haven't I? I've got to take a picture of Easter Sunday 2022. Right, let's have a look. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go wide angle. That's better. Right, so could you... Uh, I've got to go back a bit, otherwise I don't get Sally in. Could you wave, Easter Sunday people? Let's wave over. That's good. Fantastic. Brilliant. Lovely. That's great. And you see, the thing about this is, is what you don't realise is that when ministers gather together, normally the first question we ask one another is, oh, how many did you get on Sunday? (laughs) So now I can say, got millions of them. Millions. We've just come through um, Holy Week. We're at the end of Holy Week and all sorts of stuff has happened. I need some volunteers who are going to help me do this this morning. I have some volunteers, please. So if you're going to come and volunteer, you can have one of my pictures. There you go. Okay, I'll just give you a few pictures. Here we go. Have a, have a picture. Move along. I've only got eight, so if there's more than eight of you, you'll have to share. Okay, you're going to have that one? You're going to go for that one? Okay. You've got to go for that one. Okay, you can go for that one. Does anybody else want? You're going to have that one? Oh, I don't know. There we are. Right, I'll tell you what, if you double up, well, actually, no, what we need. If you've got a picture, can you come and stand up here? If you haven't got a picture, you need to help me because can you just all stand up here? Come on, Luke. Up you get, buddy. Yeah, he's a good man. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Up, 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 up. Right. And you've got to stand in a row and show everybody your pictures. So can you just stand in a row so that you're all single row? Okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come along. That's it. Come along, come along, come along, come along. Can we just work this out? Can we change the picture? Because Debbie's concerned she can't see herself. There you go. Thanks, mate. <gasps> Don't show that one. Right. Okay, I need some help. Are you going to come and help me? You've got to put these in order. Because you can't just go sitting back on your mum's lap like that. Right. 
Emily, can you show me? Right, order. Can you put these in order, please, for Holy Week? So if you look at what's happening on these pictures, you've got to get them in there. What's, what's the way? Is it consecutive? Is that the word? Consecutive? Sequence? Sequence. We'll go with sequence. Sequence. I thought sequence was those sort of shiny things you have on your clothes. Right. Can you hold up your picture? The right way, right. Now, can you get them into sequence? Order. Which one happened first? Looking at these pictures, which one happened first in Holy Week? Something happened last Sunday. Let's start with last Sunday. Last Sunday was called Something Sunday. What was last Sunday called? What do you think? What Sunday was it called? Palm Sunday! Yes! Palm Sunday. Do we have anything that looks like a palm? Right, so we need palm at the beginning, please. Can we have palm at the beginning? So palm at the beginning. Okay, so Palm Sunday, that starts the journey. What happens next? Palm Sunday. So triumphal entry, everybody's going in. So you've got to turn that round, otherwise we can't see you. So after, in Palm Sunday, something happens next. Okay. This one, this one you have to be very careful with because it has to go like that way. Hold it like that. That's it. Is that a, a hint? Okay. What do we think happened next? So Jesus comes in to Jerusalem. They're all shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. You can go and ask anyone. Ask anyone if you like. You can go and ask anybody. Ask anyone if you, if you don't know. Next one. Next one. What do you think? Go find out. I need to find out. Find out. Find out. Which one's next? Everybody's now shouting Emily's name. Emily, 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 Emily. Naomi, go and find. Find somebody. Okay, have we got it? This is taking a lot longer than I planned when I was writing this out. Which one are you going for, Emily? You're going for the picture of what? Table with money over, right, you have to come to number two then, please, thank you. This is the money changers table in the temple. Jesus went into the temple, turned the tables over, okay. And um, we talk a lot about Jesus turning tables over, because that's, that's, you know, it's, it's in there. But straight after that, the next thing that he does, does anybody know what he does after, straight after turning the tables over? What does he do next? No. No, see you've jumped a whole week's worth. <laughs> Straight after he said, he went and healed loads of people. Did you realise that? Healed loads of people. So he's taken into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, he clears out the temple. My, um, my father's house should be a house of what? Ah, oh, come on, we got that right. Okay, and then what happened? He went and spent some time with his disciples and he did something. What did he do with his disciples? Really? Has we got a picture for washing feet? Okay, move them along, Emily. Move them along. That's it. Move down, move down, move down, move down. Okay, after washing the disciples' feet, he did something. They did something. You're going for Luke. What's that? Bread and wine, which means what? They had a meal together. Okay, Luke, can you come up to next to, 
So the feet washing, don't fall off the edge. Come on, keep coming, keep coming. Could you all move down a little bit, 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 move down a little bit more. Okay, hold it up, Luke. So we've got Palm Sunday, we've got the, uh, the money changers table in the temple, we've got Jesus washing disciples' feet, we've got the Last Supper. He has dinner. Show it, Luke. Show everybody the picture. Okay, after the Last Supper, what happens next? Can you show your picture? That's it. What happened next? Now this is, because you've got that upside down, it might be tricky. Let me just turn it that way. This is an, an eye that's crying. Okay. So you're all looking at that thinking yourself. Looks like a stegosaurus or something. Okay, so after... Um, the meal, they went out into a garden. What happens next? What are you going for? Say again. He does get arrested. He does. And he's in the garden and he's praying and he gets arrested and it's really sad. So which one do you think of those is going to be the one then? Yeah, we'll go for that. Move up. The rest of you got to move down. Fantastic. Okay. Next one, after being arrested, what happened to Jesus? He got crucified. So you're in exactly the right place, buddy. You actually, you're three of you are in the right place. You've got to turn that one that way. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Is that all right? You got it? Cool. I'll tell you what, though. Can you two spot places? And then we can move you back again in a second. Go on, just move. <laughs> That's good. Right. So we've got Jesus being crucified. And that was on what we call Good Friday. This is um, sort of Maundy Thursday stuff. This is earlier on in the week. And then Good Friday, Jesus died on the cross. What happened next after Good Friday? Yesterday. What happened yesterday? He didn't because he raised, he, he risened today. Didn't he? So, I'll tell you, let, should we get those two to move around? Could you just move around? That's it, around, you've got, to just, you've got to come next, Hannah, here. You come here, Hannah, and then, that's great. That's like, if you hold up your one, then, we don't know what happened. There's not a lot. Some scriptures talk about the fact that before he ascended, he also descended. So, is it between uh, Jesus' death on Good Friday, did he... Uh, Descend, and we talk about him preaching to those who had died before. Um, but there's not a lot of decent theology about what happened between Good Friday and Easter Resurrection Sunday. So that's what I've just sort of put a whole. What do we do on Easter Saturday? I'll tell you what we do on Easter Saturday Sainsbury's, <laughs> Tesco's, Home Base. Garden Centre, the sound of mowers in Mayfield Ridge yesterday. Yeah, okay. So, but God was doing something. We know that, okay, because God is always up to something. And then our last picture, what's our last picture, Emily? Tell us what that's about. What's that picture of, do you think? You don't know, okay. It's probably not the best picture of what's going on. Naomi, can you tell me what's happening there? Jesus has risen out of the tomb. So this is the tomb that's empty 
and that's the stone that's been rolled away, and that's the sun rising. Is that okay? You don't believe me, sir. <laughs> the look on Samuel's face there, as if to say, really, Dave? Is that the best you could do? A significant event in the life of the church? That's the best picture. Okay, can you guys just sit on the front there then for me? You just sit down there, brilliant. So that's the story, that's the, the, the journey that we've travelled this last week. But the journey that we've travelled this last week comes to today. And today is, um, oh dear, I'm loads behind on my sermon notes. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, keep going. Here we are, I've done that. You got all the order right, well done, that's brilliant. What we come to is the fact that our God is alive. Jesus is alive. And the thing that I find most exciting about celebrating Easter is the fact that because Jesus is alive, he wants to interact with us. He wants to be part of our lives. And our lives become full when we have Jesus as part of of our lives. Now, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, this is something that uh, he said to them in John chapter 14. Before long, the world will not see me. He was talking about the fact that he was dying, going to die, but then he was going to come back. Long before, uh, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live and you also will live. In a sense, what, um, what Jesus is saying is, Without me, you're not really living. Real life, real living only happens when I am part of your life. And he's talking to his disciples. His disciples are not quite getting this. But then I think 2,000 years later, we still don't quite get it. We don't quite realise the importance of having Jesus in our life because we think we can do life okay without him but true living is about having his life in us Paul writes to the Colossians and he says this he says when Christ who is your life we're not alive until he is living in us you can sit down over there if you like I like having you standing because it makes me feel like I'm in, I, when I used to go preaching in Africa when people used to stand up and say things like hallelujah. If you want to say hallelujah at any point, <laughs> just make me, that'd be brilliant. Go for it, Emily. Say hallelujah. <laughs> and wave your hands. No, she's not going to do it. She's not gonna do it. You're saving your energy because you're going to spring harvest, aren't you? So you've got to save your energy. I know what you're going to be doing in Spring Harvest. I've been chatting to Josh, who's looking after your group. You will be very tired by the end of the week. So Jesus says that I'm your life. Look, uh, when I am in your life, when Christ is in your life, then you really start to live. Resurrection Sunday. We're celebrating that Jesus is alive. And as well as celebrating that Jesus is alive, we have this amazing promise that we can come to life because he places in us a hope. This is what uh, Peter says in his letter. Praise be to God uh, for a living hope. Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Hope. 
You see, so many people think that we've got three score years in ten. About 70 years is what people think is normal. But the truth of the matter is, there is no normal length of life. Nobody knows how long we have. And one of the things that, that God brings to us through his word and the revelation of what we're celebrating today on Easter Sunday is that you will have a hope. No matter how long your life is, there is an eternal hope and a living hope. You see, the truth that comes into our lives and becomes a reality is that because Jesus is alive, we have access to eternity with our creator mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and I love it and that's what changed my life you see when Christ comes in and is part of your life everything looks different having a relationship with the one who created you gives you a new perspective on absolutely everything and his desire, even on this Easter Sunday in 2022, is that you would come alive. And in coming alive, what happens is you start to be uh, enthusiastic about life. Enthusiastic about your relationship with God who's created you. You have a new revelation, understanding of how loved you are. And you can't help but talk to people about it. This is the scripture that I found in 2 Corinthians that just blew my mind. And he died for all, that's what we remember, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. It's all about turning things around and saying, now, it's not my life for myself anymore, this is me living for others. My primary role as a believer in Jesus is to gather disciples encourage others into a relationship with Jesus you see the thing about it is that's not just my role that's your role if you're a follower of Christ if you are a believer it is your responsibility now it's not now that makes it sound like it's a job um, it's not a job it's your privilege to talk to people about Jesus I'm, I tell you that one of the best things you can do and here's just a word for you all today get a dog because once upon a time you could say oh we go down the pub you know well I'm not going to advocate going down the pub um, not that I've got anything against pubs but get a dog it's amazing how many people talk to you when you're walking with your dog yes. people didn't used to talk to me and you might turn around and say well Dave we fully understand why they wouldn't talk to you <laughs> but once I've got my dog they want to talk and we talk about all sorts of things. And as the weeks and the months, and it's now come up to nearly a year, we've almost had him a year. Whew. If you're thinking about getting a dog, we'll lend you ours for a week, okay? Just so that you can just fully test it out, because mind-blowing. The truth is, though, it's our privilege to share. It's not about ourselves. It's about others and sharing the good news that you have come into a relationship with Jesus with those who are around you your family your friends your you know your co-workers your neighbors that's what real life is all about now the enemy would say 
Um, you're not really living. Uh, it's all a bit of a hoax. It, it's, you're all just caught up in some sort of religion. That, that's what it's all about. And, uh, and the enemy is a liar. He is an absolute liar. And when he tells you you're doing the wrong thing as you follow Christ, you just got to kick him into touch. This is what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. When we come to a, a life, a new life in Christ, we are free. And that freedom is what we need to uh, propagate as we live it around us. But the thing about it is there's many things the enemy tries to do to stop us living such fantastic free lives. And this is what Paul says, stand firm. Don't let yourself go back to the way that you used to live. There's a real simple phrase to check out how you're doing, you see. Every single day we are called to be more like Jesus. And therefore, if you is what you was, then you ain't. Pretty simple, isn't it? If you is what you was, then you ain't. Think about what was happening last week. Are you still where you were last week or are you moving on in your relationship with Jesus? If there's deeper intimacy today than there was a month ago, that's what we're always pursuing. Because the enemy is always trying to wind us up and take away from us the true freedom that we have when we have life in Christ. But Paul reminds us we need to stand firm stand firm and recognize that he gives us the energy that we need this is what it says in Colossians that uh, to this end I strenuously contend in all the energy that Christ has given it's Christ who gives us all the strength that we need it's not about trying to work our way up into a relationship with God there's this brilliant verse well I'll read this one out read the red out can you read it out to me not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord Come on. It's not about what we can do. It's not about how we can uh, sort of gear ourselves up to follow Jesus. It's all about allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. And when we start to feel weary, we stop for a moment and we say, Holy Spirit, will you refresh me in my journey? This is what it says in the book of Jeremiah. It says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And that's the promise. When you're starting to feel oppressed and low and tired, then stop and say, Lord, come and refresh me. I want to know what it is to have the fullness of life that you have promised me. This is what it says in John 10.10. 10, and these are my last words for this morning. Jesus' promise is that I have come that you might have life in all its fullness. I have come that you have life and have it to the full. Easter Sunday, 2022. Are you really living? Are you really living? Are you alive? And the answer to that is, do you have the resurrected one living in you? If you have Christ in you, you are alive. And if you are alive, then you really are living. And if Christ is not in you, then the opposite is true. You're not alive. 
This very verse from John 10.10 says, this is what the enemy does. He comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And I don't want to be on the part of life which is all about stealing and killing and destroying. I want to be in the bit of life that says fullness, the very, very best. And that's what he has for you. Let's stand together. Thank you, friends, for helping me really brilliant that you were able to help me this morning appreciate that let's pray together we thank you lord that today is resurrection sunday today is the day where we celebrate that you have come to give us life in all its fullness and we pray that we might find refreshing from the holy spirit We might find empowering from the Holy Spirit. That we might recognize that you are calling us to live for you and to share you with the world around us. Would you give us the words to say? Would you help us in the way that we live our lives so that we are magnetic, drawing people to you? We are attractive, drawing people to you. That we indeed might see many coming to know the fullness of life that you have promised. And for those here today who do not know Jesus as Lord and Saviour, may you just know that the one who we celebrate is alive today is here for you. He opens up his arms and says, I welcome you, I love you, I forgive you. I empower you. For those who do not know, then today, may this be the day that you say yes to Jesus, that he would be your living hope. In whose name we pray. Amen.